0: but really the fundamentally the approach is not just using big data statistical systems where kind of you know you're just a number you're just a statistic but but using this uh, so the quality of data is important for us not the quantity
2: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today, I have Peter Voss of IGO.ai. That's A I G O.ai. Peter, it's great to have you on the show.
0: Yeah, thanks for having
2: me. Yes, yeah, super excited to have you on and hear about all the awesome things that you're doing and, and the impact that you're having. And before we do that, I wanted to read a little bit more about Peter so you he can hear about some of those awesome things. And Peter is a pioneer in AI who coined the term artificial general intelligence and the CEO and chief scientist at Ago.ai. And for the past 15 years, Voss and his team at Igo have been perfecting an industry disruptive, highly intelligent, and hyper personalized chatbot with a brain for large. Large enterprise customers. Peter, love to hear all the awesome work that you're doing, the innovation that you're having. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Well, let's make it happen then. So, to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I like to call your CEO story.
0: Yes, certainly. Uh, let me go back a little bit from when I started uh, my first business. Um, I I started out electronics engineer, uh, started a company to provide um, specialized electronic equipment to industry. And then I fell in love with programming and my company turned very rapidly into a software company. And I developed an ERP, comprehensive ERP software package. And the company grew very nicely from, from the garage to 400 people. And we did an IPO. So that that was super exciting. Love to do that again. So um yeah, that was my really my my first business experience, you know, which was quite intense. And when I exited that company, um I, I had sort of enough time on my hands to say, all right, what big project do I want to tackle? And what occurred to me is that software really isn't very smart. In fact, you know, software is quite dumb. If the programmer didn't think of some particular situation, it'll just give you an error message or crash. Uh, you know, there's no common sense, there's no reasoning, there's no learning. So, how can we solve that? So, I took off five years to study intelligence um, to to really deeply understand. What is intelligence? what makes human intelligence so special? How do children learn? what do IQ tests measure? you know to, to really deeply understand um, understand intelligence. And uh, of course I, I studied the work that had been done in the field of AI. and the culmination of that was that I came up with a design for sort of a, a thinking machine. You know that that would be able to think and learn and reason the way humans do. And so, in 2001, I then launched my first uh, AI company. And for several years, we were just in R and D mode, basically building various prototypes, exploring different designs uh, based on my the the, the theories that i developed. And in 2008, we then uh, f- launched fully commercially in the call center space, basically automating call center calls intelligently or at least more intelligently than others. You know, uh, typically when, when I talk to people about it, they say, oh yeah, I hate it when I call into a company and I talk to a robot and, you know, it's just a terrible experience or even press, press three for sales, you know, and four for, you know, that kind of thing. So we, we managed to um, develop a system that actually gives a much, much better experience I ended up uh, also exiting that company, selling that company, and uh, then st- basically went back to another round of development to, to, to really focus on increasing the IQ of the system substantially uh, because we're still you know, a long way from human-level intelligence. So um, we spent another few years in development cycle, and then two years ago, we launched commercially with iGo.ai, and this we're offering a, a chatbot with a brain as opposed to all of the other chatbots out there that don't have a brain. <laughs>
2: Yes. Yes. And as we know, uh, you know, having a brand is definitely, you know, something that's insanely important. But I I appreciate you telling your story and, and the process that you went to and even how you went through and took that time to study intelligence. I think we see all the awesome things that you've been able to create and build. And often what I love about, you know, hearing stories is you don't hear the behind the scenes. You don't hear the five years that you took in looking at and studying intelligence in order to build that second company. And then, of course, I'm sure that helps influence the work that you're doing today
0: yes absolutely you know once one is successful it always seems sort of instantaneous but you know often there are many many years of efforts and struggling and um, failures and and so on you know that sort of just get lost <laughs> in the story you know ha- having a company obviously one can start a company with a goal to just be successful at having a company and 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 that's fine but you know for for me i've I've always wanted to have something that I'm personally really, you know, totally engaged with that is really important to me because a lot of my business life is my life, you know, I, uh, and, and I enjoy it, I love it. And that's the way I like to run a company is to really have a mission that I believe in, which, you know, makes it easier to also attract partners and staff that, that enjoy what they're doing. And it's not just a job
2: yeah absolutely so i wanted to drill down a little bit more hear a little bit more on how um the company works how you're making that impact and how um it, it helps to, to have that brain you know with the the clients that you're working with
0: yes so um you know one of the examples i can give one of our uh, big clients is 1-800-Flowers and um you know the their top the owners of the company basically came to us, they actually heard a podcast where I spoke about, you know, a chatbot with a brain and and how how we can uh, really provide intelligent, hyper-personalized conversation. And they've had this idea for, they're incredibly innovative, the company, and they had this idea of, you know, five, six years ago, how can they provide uh, a sort of a concierge, a hyper-personalized concierge service to their customers? You know, they go back when they started the business, we were a little shop, we knew all of our customers, we knew what kind of things they liked, who they bought gifts for, what the occasions were and and, and so on. And they want to try and have that kind of customer service, that personalized service. Um, and they they uh, tried to do this with, you know, some of the sort of leading uh, technology companies to implement a, chat, a chatbot basically that would be, you know, concierge assistant. And uh, they just couldn't get it to work. They, you know, threw a lot of money at it. And the reason for that is that uh, current chatbots use a very simple, really a flowchart type thing, you know, you ask this question, and then you expect an answer to that, and then you go down a decision, you either ask this question or some other question. And really, that's not very satisfying uh, to to a person, and it's you know it's one size fits all, and you have to you force down this this path of conversation. So um, with our technology, there really is a cognitive engine that understands, that listens to you, understands what what the understands the meaning of what you're trying to achieve, and it also learns your preferences. So if you say, you know, I want to buy a birthday, I want to buy some chocolate for, as a birthday gift for for, for my niece Amy the system will now learn that you have a niece called Amy and that she has a birthday coming up and she likes chocolate. And all of that information is potentially available um, later on in the conversation. Um, if, you, if you call, call back a, a day later say, oh, I need to change the order, you know, she really doesn't like white chocolate or whatever, you know. Um, so you have you have that deep understanding, learning, and reasoning, which enables um, you know a, a much much better experience, and obviously you know customer loyalty, um, and you know you don't have to wait for an agent. There's no wait time to talk to Igo. So there are just tremendous advantages in having having that, and you know it's really fantastic to see how we are working with large companies to do this deep integration, of course, with their backend system, you know, to that, uh, that, that our, uh, our, you know, IGO can, can basically have all that, all the relevant information available.
2: Nice. I absolutely love that. And so I want to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce, and this could be for yourself, the business or a combination of both, but you might've already touched on this. What do you feel is your, uh, your secret sauce?
0: From a from a technical point of view, there's something very clear, and you, you know, you mentioned in the introduction that I coined the term artificial general intelligence uh, actually together with two other people in 2001. And the sort of the secret source of why we can do what we can do technically is that our approach is fundamentally different from what everybody else is doing. Now, our approach is basically to spend, you know, tens of millions of dollars and many many years. Develop this cognitive engine that has the knowledge already on how to hold a conversation, how to greet somebody, what the relationship is between people, and you know, uh, and has a certain amount of common sense knowledge on how to handle uh, uh, different situations. And that really puts us in a in a completely different realm uh, and and gives us the ability to do things that we can't. Now there are you know, deeper technical secrets as well that we have secret sauce, but really the fundamentally the approach and not just using big data statistical systems where kind of, you know, you're just a number, you're just a statistic, Um, but but using this. uh, So the quality of data
2: is important for us, not the quantity. Nice. I I love that. And I I appreciate you breaking that down so much. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
0: Well, I'm constantly looking at ways of uh, becoming more effective and efficient. But, you know I, I think I, I don't I don't have a sort of a, a particular um, you know book that I can point to. i've I've read many different books and sort of picked up different things from different books. But I think uh, the biggest help for me over the years has been having a good partner in business. You know um a, a co-founder or somebody who comes comes into the company who really feels like an owner you know they may not them you know they may have you know five ten twenty percent of, of of the company or they may have 50 percent of the company but really having being able to um you know it's lonely at the top basically. And being able to to have a trusted partner in the business who also is totally dedicated to the success of the company and who obviously have com- has competence in an important area you know whether that's uh, you know sales marketing or technical. And, and of course it can be more than one, one partner but you know having one or two partners in the business I think is just extremely helpful
2: you know to, to, to run a business. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So there's a little bit more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice. You might have already touched on this, but I usually say it might be something you would tell a, your favorite client or if you happened to a time machine, you might tell your younger business self.
0: Yeah, and the time machine sort of the advice I give young younger people um that, you know, are interested in becoming entrepreneurs is I think the, looking back, the biggest mistake I think I made is that I started my first company at 25. I should have started 10 years earlier.
2: <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, if you, um, yeah, I actually started work at at, at 16, but, uh, you know, I worked for various companies and obviously learned, learned a lot, but it's so different running your own company and the kind of things you learn. Um, there's nothing like actually doing it, you know, and of course you could be doing it, part-time while you're studying or, you know, while you have a job, but starting your own company uh, or being being a partner in a startup um, early on just, you know, teaches you and, and there's nothing like actually doing it. So that would be my one piece of advice. If if that's kind of the career path you want to take, you know, of, of uh, being an entrepreneur, um, I think the sooner you start and get experience, uh, the better. You know, management is, is 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 hard and just you know learning how to make decisions and how to to deal with with people, different people, you know, of course, customers, vendors, you know.
2: Absolutely appreciate that. And and I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So, Peter, what does being a CEO mean to you?
0: Uh, I'm responsible for the success of the company. I'm responsible for the, the people who work with the company. And I'm responsible for you know, customer satisfaction. I'm responsible for finances, ultimately. That's what I see a CEO and, and of course, to have the vision, the leadership, the vision has to come from from the CEO. I I think the character of a company is is very much influenced by the the character of the CEO on on how passionate they are about it, how much of a vision they have or not. And, um, yeah, and so it's, it's both a responsibility and I think the vision and
2: leadership and character definitely appreciate that definition and I of course I appreciate your time even more what I wanted to do now was patch you the mic so to speak just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know and of course how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and team are working on
0: Yeah the easiest way to get hold of me is through the website iGo.ai. there are actually a number of articles that i've I've written that are both linked on the website but also they're on medium.com so you can find me Peter Voss. Um, and I'm on, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, and and so on. Or you could just email me, Peter at Igo.ai. Always happy to talk to people who are interested in bringing in more in- intelligence to the world.
2: Yes, absolutely. There's there's definitely um, a, a place for more and more intelligence in so many different aspects. I definitely appreciate you for doing that. We will have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But thank you so much again, my friend, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day.
0: Yes, thank you. Uh, that's wonderful. It was, uh, was a pleasure. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.